Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of G'day NBA, the debut. We are the home of the Triple Dribble, where there is constant banter and we take ill-advised shots. Before we start today's first podcast, we'll uh, give a shout out to our sponsor, Boxed Out Breaks. Boxed Out Breaks is a reputable card breaking company here in Australia, run and owned by a Celtics diehard, Aiden Breaks, Monday to Fridays nightly at a very reasonable price. Card breaking is an affordable way of collecting basketball cards with a chance of hitting rookie autos, veteran autos, game-worn jersey patch cards and many more cool inserts. Be sure to check out Aiden on Facebook and don't forget to box out. Anyways, on with the show. I'm your main co-host, Pat. I'm a Celtics fan with very little to no basketball playing experience. So take what I say with a grain of salt. And joining me today is one of a, of our few co-hosts that we have, Sean the Pigeon Donnan, myself and Sean O. <laughs> How are you, brother? Good, brother. Good. How are you going? Yeah, good, bros. Uh, me and Sean have uh, been best mates since we are about 10 years old from back in the day of playing Wizards and Dragons in his dungeon. <laughs> yeah. Nothing's really changed for you, has it, brother, or...? Nah, bloody not at all, mate. I'm just happy to be out here in sunny Belmont. And um, yeah, who would have thought? 18 years of friendship and we wind up here shooting our first podcast together. But fuck, man, you couldn't do it better. Best mate. And yeah, let's see what happens. Let's have a laugh along the way. And 100%, yeah, bro. Let's and, do it. And uh, listeners, we, are, we won't hold it against him, but he is a Lakers fan. Um, I'm a Celtics man. There's always banter in our, our group chats, and it's another reason why we are starting this podcast. It's really bringing our group chats to life because there is plenty of banter, um, plenty of laughs and giggles from those group chats, isn't there? Fucking oath, Pidgey. Yeah, from the run that you boys um, actually went on, the Lakers from being absolute dead shits, um, say mid-season to when you did make those deadline trades to, to tidy up the roster when you brought on Rui Hachimura and um, who else did you just bring on mid-year? Uh, Vanderbilt. That's um, right. And then we got, who was the other fella that we shipped across to? Um, good three-point shooter. But, dude, we honestly looked down and out. Like, if it wasn't for Rob Palinka doing his magic thing, yeah, who knows? But yeah. I don't know. If you're not first, you're last, in my opinion. So we got, we got close, baby. But, yeah, we couldn't we couldn't get there. Nuggets are too good, man. They're yeah. truly just freakish what they were able to do. And Jokic, he looks like he's a bloody a bin cleaner and he's just a freakish basketball <laughs> player. So... Your yeah, local dude. garbage man putting up triple doubles. Yeah, freak, freak. Yeah, so, all right, Sean, um, it is the off-season in the NBA, but uh, we've just had the Summer League come and go, which is a great opportunity for this year's rookies, along with a few other fringe players looking to get those contracts uh, to impress their new coaches, show what they have to offer, really, um, try and grab a regular rotation spot. Uh, just quickly, like the whole summer league was based around the hottest prospect since LeBron James, Victor Wembanyama. Wembanyama would have felt the weight of the world on his shoulders um, going into that first NBA NBA uh, oh, summer league dude. game. Like hundred percent, so much pressure. But um, yeah, let's see, let's see if he can live up to the hype. Like, yeah, as I was just mentioning before, dude, he's a big bony man. So let's hope he's not a Zion 2.0 and he can stay on the court but yeah we'll wait to see what happens but yeah he was impressive for sure that's yeah that's my only con concern yeah in the first game he was really good defensively he, he did like you know 
think it was about nine rebounds he got with five blocks, but offensively two from 13 from the field. Yeah. Quickly turned it around in the second game, though, where in 27 minutes he put up 27 points and 12 rebounds along with three blocks. Just nerves, man. That first game, I dare 100%. say, it's just nerves. So um, yeah. he's just going to get better. And what a coach to to be doing it under in, in pop. like. I th- yeah. yeah, I think for any young rookie, if there is a coach to be coached under... One on the one on the list is Pop. Then I'd be probably looking at Steve Kerr. Um, so yeah, outside of the French Freak, there were some other impressive rookies that took the stage. In Scoot Henderson, I'm pretty sure he only played the one game before he did have that shoulder injury. But in the minutes that he did play, he was yeah he was impressive and it, like he can he can show that he can have that Portland team if uh, sorry if not it's not a if it's when Dame does get traded. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. But, dude, he's athleticism like he's, yeah, the world's his oyster, really. There's no ceiling on what he could become. But, yeah, again, just as long as he can stay fit and stay healthy, man, that's the whole the whole game now in NBA. It's taking care of your body and your mind. It's not just how good you can be on the court. If you're not doing the right things outside of the of the game, then your career can be, can be shortened. So 100%. I'm sure Charlotte are kicking themselves over not picking him. Like they went Brandon Miller number two, and I'm yeah, I'm still trying to work out why. Yeah. Um, his summer league was quite up and down, so yeah, we'll see what he's got to offer. Other special mentions go out to the MVP of the summer league, Cam Whitmore. I'm pretty sure he was picked down at 14th from the Houston Rockets. Uh, I, I'm very interested to see what the Rockets are going to do this year. They spent a lot of money um, on Fred Van Fleet. Yeah, getting him across, and also Dylan Brooks. I don't. Yeah, do say yeah. Anyway. I I think with basketball at the moment, dude, it's so hard because there's so many big numbers getting thrown and so many contracts that yeah, I'm the same. I'm always like, oh, what did that dude sign on for again? But yeah, it it would be a huge amount. And yeah. That's the NBA for you. <laughs> it is. It's <laughs> fucking crazy money, hey. Um, who else do we have? Oh yeah, shout out to the Cleveland Cavaliers who did take it out. Heavily led by Isaiah Mobley, brother of Evan. Um, yeah, he was incredible this this summer league just gone. Their pick, I think he was the 49th pick in the draft, second round, Amoni um, Bates. Yeah, Dude, right. he was incredible. Like um, Again, I, I know it's only the summer league, so yeah, you can't take much from it, but he, he's that's the only like chance he's had to perform and so far he's uh he's showed out that's for sure yeah. he could prove to be the steal of the draft yeah 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 49th he went wow yeah 49th freakish and what did he get in the first team of the of the summer league i think he might have yeah yeah right yeah wow yeah i'm not gonna lie dude i'm severely unprepared for this i didn't <laughs> watch bugger all summer league i've been in the midst of moving back to newcastle from a small country town and um, some other things in life has been um, taking my attention away, but yeah, you're all over it. So um, I'm just keen for the season to get kickstarted, but we're gonna wait till fucking October. Man. I know, so bro. I know, and it's that's a bit what, of a tease, isn't it? It is. It is. Um, there is plenty to talk about though, um, which we'll get onto later. We'll talk about a few of the ins and outs and trade of the summer, but I will just quickly touch on the uh, the Aussie boys that were out in the summer league. Second year, New Orleans, Pelican, Dyson Daniels. Um, he had a very impressive summer league, actually. One of the games he featured 17 points, 15 rebounds, and eight assists. So just short of that triple-double against a Warriors team. Um, and then there was Xavier Cooks, who did post a double-double. 
uh, for the Wizards, which I, I reckon he's a really good chance of getting solid rotational minutes this year for the Wizards. Yeah. The fact they've lost Chris Stapps, um, they're really in a rebuilding period now, the Wizards. Yeah, yeah, Losing, yeah. like, trading Beal, uh, pausing us as well. Yeah, yeah. He seems like a, such a well-rounded player. He's got it all. Um, so, yeah, if he can get some minutes. Because who was he playing for? He was playing for Sydney Kings, what, was, yeah, Sydney Kings. ago? Yeah, Sydney Kings, like, yeah. just recently. Um, well, and he's, what, he'd be getting on, like, late 20s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. late 20s. Uh, probably our age, mate. We're Dude. all we're, we're all getting on. We're not oh, getting younger. But so he's probably earned more in this last 12 months than he has in his whole career. Easily, yeah. yeah. You know what those contracts are like. 10-day mm. contracts are fucking ridiculous in, yeah, the, yeah, in the yeah. NBA. So. Yeah, um, yeah. shout out to him. And shout out to the Aussie that won a uh, uh, summer league ring, Luke Travers, uh, who impressed in a number of games for the Cavs. Yeah, in- incredible. It's, it's, it's so good to see so many Aussies in the league now. Interested to see what Ben Simmons can, can do this year, whether he can turn can turn it around after the last, say, 24 months, 18 to 24 months. Surely there's some head noise there. So obviously being an Aussie, yeah, it's been disappointing the way he's reacted to all the controversy in the last couple of years. But yeah, you want to to see him do well and find his feet again and get back to what he does best. But yeah, that's just one to hope and see, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, of course. All right, Sean, I will... um... We'll have a little look at the the year ahead, uh, but before we do, we'll just uh, give us your top team, your surprise packet, and your disappointing the team that you think that are expected to make the playoffs and and they'll fall short. Uh, give them, give us your team from uh, both the east and the west. So from the west, dude, I think Nuggets are going to be hard to beat again. I do think losing Bruce Brown's massive. I think that's a huge, huge loss. Obviously stoked for him to to get a nice contract, but I just think they'll fine-tune what they've already been doing. And I think Joker's getting better and better, and I think those role players will just continue to do what they're doing. Jamal Murray back healthy, um, let's see if he can play 80% of the games next year. If he can, dude, what type of team can they become? Agree, bro. From the East, that's a funny one. Obviously, I know you're a big Celtic supporter, <laughs> so I can't bring them into the equation. Look, I think they'll do well. I think Jalen Brown's contract is fucking ridiculous. I don't know if you could say well-deserved, maybe, but... This is a real test. He really needs to stand up and start doing something now. And who knows? He might not have to be the second fiddle anymore. He could really take over that team and start running the show. But, um, yeah, Tatum's going to improve once again. I don't know. I, I honestly, I'm not going to give my opinion on the East because I'm not sure who will take it out. Obviously, Bucks were very disappointing. Um, I think they'll bounce back. Middleton's obviously got to prove himself. Philly, who knows? They've been disappointing as well. Plus, you've got uh, you got Harden talking about wanting a release to the Clippers. So yeah, I don't know that. Look, we're still two what two months out before the season starts. So yeah, three months nearly. So yeah, yeah. they can still blow blow it up maybe. Yeah, well, that's red flags if he's asking for that already. So yeah. surprising team was it? Is that who you? Yeah, to just your surprise t- uh, team. So maybe. Someone that was on the fringe of the playoffs uh, last season, like maybe played in the play-in, um, or maybe someone like right down the bottom that you might just think might finish, say, top six, or someone um, maybe even someone that was top eight. Like, 
yeah. it might really push um, for a title run this year. I don't know if we're going to talk about it later, but I'll, I'll mention it now. CP3 to the Warriors, dude, that excites Huge. the yeah. shit out of me. We can talk, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about that later for sure. Yeah, another fringy, I don't really know, man. I'd like to see some of these bottom tier teams start stepping up. Charlotte Hornets, the Rocket, Rockets aren't going to do fuck all. But yeah, I don't know. Even LaMelo Ball, I'd like to see him get some good role players, a good big man around him and see what he can do. But yeah, I might leave that one too. All right. So I I should have mentioned my uh, tops of each division too. I do agree with the Nuggets. I think they'll build strength to strength. Even lo- losing Bruce Brown, um, they do have a deep, deep roster. A whole, like a full year of Jamal Murray being fit is a, yeah. You've seen what he's done in the playoffs, dude. Like, yeah, he is clearly that number two and what they can... Like, Aaron Gordon, you know, before getting to the Nuggets, he really wasn't anything with the Magic. Although he didn't have the right, the roster to play with. In the East, I do have the Bucks. Yeah. Well and truly. I found the the firing of Budenhauser. I'm sorry if I've got that wrong. The coach, yeah. when they lost in the first Try round. Try spelling it, let alone Yeah, bro. I, it. <laughs> Mike Budenhauser. Um, yeah, I think the sacking of him was a bit harsh. Griffin, that's now taken over. Yeah. Coach. Anyway, moving on to my surprise packets. Bro, my big surprise packet is the Pacers. I think they've really... They've managed to recruit really well around Tyrese Halliburton and Miles Turner. Yep. There was talk only last season of Turner going to the Lakers, which would have been a huge pickup for the Lakers in my opinion. But the fact that they've got those two, they've got Halliburton and Turner, who are genuine superstars. Yeah, the depth they've got in adding Bruce Brown. Benedict Matherin in his second year, he was yep. really good in yep. his rookie year. Yep. And Obi Toppin is the... Um, I reckon it's the steal, like... All they gave up to the Knicks was was two second round picks for Obi Toppin. Yeah, and the well, only only reason he wasn't getting game time in New York was uh, Thibodeau didn't favor him. Yeah, right. So he just simply couldn't get um yeah couldn't get regular rotation minutes. But yeah, that that adds a lot of depth for sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it really does. And uh, yeah, the East isn't as strong as what what it was this year, in my opinion. So I I reckon they are the surprise packet. Will they ever get back to, like, the all-star game East versus West? Like, do you think it's starting to balance back out with the superstars? I'd like to. You mean how it's, like, Team LeBron versus uh, Team Giannis or whatever? Yeah. And they just, they just yeah. pick. Yeah I'd, yeah. I'd like to go back to the, the uh, original format of East versus West. Dude, wouldn't it be gnarly to see, obviously, like, with the state of origin, how that's played to the most intensity of a rugby league game wouldn't you like to see those superstars in the nba going at bro. it and actually fucking having yeah. a crack actually truly wanting to win the game play pure defense like wouldn't that be a spectacle shouldn't that be something prioritized for the nba like why does it need to be so relaxed and like yeah it's fun and it's a great watch but imagine seeing them go ham on a basketball court for 48 minutes all those superstars dude yeah. they they just don't have the passion of like it's not their actual state that they're playing for, like the state of origin. That's the only reason I reckon they don't. And do you think injury? Are they too careful, too worried about injuries? Hundred percent. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Because you, yeah. you could imagine the backlash over an all-star game as such. Yeah. Um, but it's the same. Yeah, I know you're right with the passion for the New South Wales and Queensland. But they're taking a risk at the end of the day. Hundred percent. They're they're yeah. taking a risk that it could go pear shape, and they've 
fucked it for their yeah. club team, you know what I mean? Yeah. So exactly yeah. right. And my surprise packet in the West, it's gonna be a, a bit of a odd take as such, and it's gonna be after Jarmarant's suspension. So with him being out, I think it's for about the first thirty games. Yeah. Which right. is pretty close to a third of the season. Yeah. I think they're gonna be sitting down around tenth. To 12th. So they're going to have to make a huge playoff run at the That's back a big end. out, but I reckon their their depth and their defensive team now with the inclusion of Marcus Smart, you got Stephen Adams, who was out during the back end of the year, which people are forgetting, and Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah. That's going to be a proper defensive team this year. Dude, some of those games, I think it was round two, did we play, did Lakers play Memphis? Well, might have even it was been. round one. It, it was, was first yeah, round. It was the first round. If you watch a few of those games closely, that the defense that Jaron Jackson Jr. like the job that he done on AD man was phenomenal. Huge like, man. Yeah, yeah. Great. So that's yeah, that's my surprise packets. So I reckon they'll be around tenth until Jar gets back, and I think he'll just be that missing piece that will open a lot of, you know, it will spread the floor a lot more because um, he can drive so well. Uh, and I, I reckon they'll be a top three, top four finish in the West. Being a Celtic supporter, Paddy, are you upset about letting Marcus Mark go? Yeah, bro. He's he, not just purely on the fact for the player that he was, but he was the heart and soul of that team. Hundred percent. Everyone fucking knows it. Hundred like, percent. Yeah, yeah. It, it it goes without saying. It'll be interesting to see if the culture changes a little bit there. Yeah. Having a hard worker like him. Yeah. A battler. So yeah, that'll be one hundred percent. So we'll move on to the disappointing team. So a team that. Should expect to play playoffs or, um, you know, should be really up there and competing and for whatever reason they, they, they can't work it out or somebody gets injured. Who's your team for the East and the West in that one? Probably the Bucks. I think if Giannis or Chris Middleton go down, then they're up shit creek really. Yep. I don't think they have enough depth there. I mean, Drew Holiday can step up and do a job, but I don't think he can do it for a long period of time. And then from the West, I think my Lakers are on rocky grounds. All it takes is... Really? Yeah, well, all it takes, man, is you've seen in the past seasons if AD's not playing sort of 60 to 80% of the of the games, what happens there. And yeah. LeBron's getting older, his body's getting older, his son just had a heart attack, like that's got to be playing on his mind, so... We'll see where they're at. Um, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> the beers are starting to talk, ladies and gentlemen. That's for sure. Look, we, we're planning on just having a couple of beers to ease into the first episode. And but Sean O's here, so... Sean O's here. <laughs> haven't seen all. him in a while. Um, <laughs> the question was, who is the disappointing team from... Um, yeah, so you've answered the East, but from the West, you had the Lakers. Yeah, right. Well, no backtrack on that then <laughs> ladies and gentlemen i'm not cutting this out of the episode <laughs> <laughs> well memphis man potentially yeah. i think memphis yeah. jama ramp will that'll hurt them a lot i yeah. don't know if they'll is he going to be able to find form in the back end of his career you need those first 30 40 games career to, or the season of the season sorry to yeah. to fine tune your game come playoff time so dude him missing that amount of games that's detrimental for them so yeah, yeah, yeah. i think I don't know, they might be able to scrape him, but it'll be hard. Hopefully your Marcus Smart might be able to do a job for him. But Yeah, he's yeah, he's gonna yeah. His attitude I think Memphis is a great fit for him too. Yeah. Because that's what that's what they're about. They're defensively focused. And which some of those his game to the team. Some of those young players over there mean 
they need a bit of guidance, you know what I mean? So hopefully Marcus Mark can bring that. Yeah, 100%. My disappointing teams are from the East is Chicago Bulls. I thought there would have been a move made because they didn't really do much last year. I get it, Lonzo is out. I don't know if he will be coming back anytime soon. It's Which sucks because they were killing it at the start of last season when he was fit and healthy. They were like in and around the top four yeah. of the Eastern Conference. Yeah. And yeah. When he went out, it just all went to shit. I thought there would have been a move made around Levine, but yeah, it just didn't happen. They're just rerunning it. Yeah. yeah. Look, they're probably expected to make playoffs. They didn't make it this year. They made the plane and got bounced no. out. So I wouldn't be surprised if it happened again and if they even dropped to about 12th and then maybe tank. And, and do and they blow that up? Because DeRozan's yeah. nearing the end of his career. Yeah. He wants to be on a winning team. 100%. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, in terms of Lonzo, man, like... I think what they miss is having that six six guard who can defend one to three. He's so lanky, man. So, yeah, I think that's going to be huge for him. So he's done for the season. Lonzo, so, yeah, not done for the season, but there's no given return date. Yeah, which right. is it's concerning. Yeah, 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 yeah. So in my team in the West, which is going to be very controversial, um, considering how well they've just signed, but is the Phoenix Suns. So they're expected to top two in the West. They're expected. Too, too many um, Chiefs, not enough Indians. That's for exactly me. what it is, bro. Yeah. It's heavily focused on the offense Yeah. with no focus on the defense. If those threes aren't falling, they're not winning games. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Yeah. And if you come up against good defensive basketball teams that can shut down the perimeter. Obviously, you'd think Durant's your number one guy, but also Bradley and D-Book need that ball in their hands. So, Like you said, bro. Yeah. It's just, yeah, there's too many players that want that ball in That's going to be and, interesting to see how that yeah. plays out. And Aiton stayed. Yeah, he there. stayed. I I was bullish on him at the start of the year, but he just doesn't have that mongrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he just hasn't got that he, real... He has those games where he's an absolute monster and puts up big numbers against other bigs, good bigs. He's not consistent. Who's running their, their point guard then? Cameron Payne or... Cameron Payne even still there? Yeah, Cameron Payne did get re-signed, I think. We'll have to come back to that one. Yeah, that'll be interesting uh, to see. Yeah, anyway, we'll have to look into that. But yeah, I just think, yeah, their expectations are to make, obviously, the at least the Western, Western Conference Finals. So we'll see. And I just think, yeah, when you're talking about Aiton, how he has been in, he has been dominant in some games, he went missing in the Nuggets series. And like a lot of players do against... Joker. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Not that they go missing, but they just can't compete with um yeah. with Joker. That's that little segment wrapped up, Pidgey. We'll move on now to just a few ins and outs and a quick look at the big moves that have been made this summer. So we'll start off with one of the ones that was first. I think it was the first big one, and that was Bradley Beal to the Suns. What do you make of that move? Yeah, I'm stoked for him, really. He's been... I don't know, dude. He's been stuck at Washington. 10 years, bro. It's yeah, been 10 years. Getting absolutely nothing. I remember years back when him and John Wall were absolutely killing it. And they actually went to a seven-game series against the Celtics. And yeah, right. Isaiah Thomas dropped 50 that game. John Wall dropped 50, but you guys won it. But since that, I think John Wall hurt himself the year after and they've done absolutely nothing. So, yeah, dude, stoked for him. He obviously gets to a chance to be at a a decent organization with um with good players so i think it's it's unreal for him and hopefully we can see the best of his basketball 
come come to show. 100%, bro. And, like, he has had a few injury concerns. But one thing you can't knock is his loyalty towards the team because he has had a lot of rotten years with shit players in Washington. So it's good to see him on a decent roster, yeah. give him that chance to compete. As much as I don't rate him, I don't see him doing anything. I, yeah, I, I wish him all the best. Yeah. Um, he is Tatum's boy. They're St. Louis boys. And I want to see all Tatum's boys do well. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of the Celtics, we will move on. Chris Tapps to the Celtics, another big move that was made this year. What do you make of that one? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't I haven't seen him do enough for me f- to get excited about it. He's so injury prone. If he can get back to some type of form, great. He's gone to the Celtics, though, so fuck you. <laughs> but, yeah, let's wait and see what happens there. But, yeah, it, it's not a bad signing. You just got him for unders as well, I think. You just didn't pay a... We gave up Smart and we gave up Daniello Gallinari, who did miss all of last year. Who else we give up? Mike Mascala, so, yeah. yeah nothing right. much, but... What concerns me, there's pros and cons to it both. My concerns to start with is having Robert Williams and Chris Dapsworthing in the same lineup. In in terms of what? Injuries? Injury, bro. Yeah, yeah they've yeah, both 100%. had, yeah. Like Chris Dapps had his most solid year in the year just gone. But before that, yeah, consistent injuries. And then same with Rob Williams. They're just two big dudes that, yeah, again, this is what we probably worry about when Binyana as well. But the positives, yeah, we didn't get him for much. We've got a, a big guy who can 3 and D where Rob doesn't have that 3 in his game. Al's getting on. So, yeah, yeah it, look, it probably is a good fit. Was it the right fit in terms of getting rid of Smart? Was it the right move, sorry, in terms of getting rid of Smart? I thought something was going to be done around Jalen. And as we talked about before, he signed that monster contract. So, yeah, he looks to be staying. I reckon give the Celtics one or two years if that doesn't work. Yeah. Trade seasons on Is, blow is it up, maybe. Tatum jealous of that huge contract Do you think? Nah he'll be due for a, a, I put an um, Instagram story up the other day Talking about um, The guys that are looking at extensions coming up And he's one of those ones on the board yeah. He'll be looking at a five year 330 at least Million yeah. dollar deal Because I think Brown's last year of that five year contract what He's up to like 67 mil 67 million dude Dude that's That's nah. fucking ridiculous but money talk- for, for a player that's not proven Like a Yeah But then you Talk about basketball money And then you talk about soccer money That's two different Bro did you things, see the uh, Mbappe contract that he got off Yeah, yeah. I don't know the full T's and C's with it all it's, To him personally it was like 776 million dollars And they had to pay transfer fee um, which rounded up to a billion dollars. Yeah, that, that oil loot. money, man. For it's different. Year, bro, that yeah. oil money. Did you see Giannis on on Instagram come out and be like, "I look like Mbappe. I'll sign. I'll sign." <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit taller, I think, dude. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. But yeah, another one. Marcus Smart to Memphis, which we did talk about before, so we might skip that one. The one that you wanted to talk about, you think might really increase the Warriors' chances this year. After looking a bit flat last year, they couldn't win on the road. But yeah, CP3 to the Warriors. Yeah, that that excites me a lot. I just think it frees up Curry and Clay so much, dude. They're not going to have to, like, shot creation. They don't have to do it anymore. Obviously, Curry still will. But, dude, can you just imagine where Clay Thompson's going to be on the field and that ball is going to be perfectly in his chest on the three point line? I wouldn't be surprised if Clay. Yeah, he gets back to, to the original clay. I think he's going to be averaging 25 points a night. I think Curry's going to be able to to get a rest. He's He won't be playing as big a minutes. Yeah. yeah, it excites me. I think they'll be back to their best, honestly. I think they'll be top of the West. 
and I think they'll be hard to beat in the playoffs. There's some good value around teams in terms of winning the chip this year, um, and and they are one of them. Them and the Lakers, I think they're both sitting around the fifteen dollar mark, and it's just Who, yeah. who's coming as favourites. Nuggets? Uh, Nuggets and Celtics are both around the five dollar mark, which probably right for the Nuggets. I don't like the Celtics at that price. What, I, what's I, Heat doing? Where are they? Are they no idea. Yeah, right. they're probably around the twenty dollar mark. They're always underdogs, so <laughs> yeah, they can get Dame. Who knows what happens there? Well, that's it. Dame and yeah. Jimmy, dude. Fuck, yeah. imagine that. We'll see. Yeah, I'd like to CP three. I'd like to see CP three get a ring before he retires. Oh, for sure. Moving on, we'll talk about your Lakers. Uh, you've had a really good off season, in my opinion, in terms of signing. You got Gabe Vincent, sneakily underrated, um, and I reckon he'll be a great pickup for you guys in terms of working with LeBron and AD. Yeah, oh, completely agree. I think they've nailed that. I don't know how Miami let him go, to be honest. I thought he played great in the playoffs. But, yeah, excited. I think we've just added extra depth to, to the organisation, really. And, yeah, I'm excited to see what he can do. Obviously, Austin Reeves, we got him for unders. Steel, bro. Fucking steel. Yeah, that's... I don't know if... Four-year 56 million or four-year 60... I can't remember. Is, is he just paying his respects to the Lakers because they've given him an opportunity to do what he's now doing? Or does he have a special bond with LeBron and he wants to stay there? Because you'd think he would have got some, some money thrown at him. Like the way he played in those playoff series, like white mamba, dude. It was He's, yeah. a, he's a serial killer I, on the field. I think he's the real deal. I think he can be your third star next season behind LeBron and AD. 100%. I, I think he can be that guy and... As much as it pains me to say this, yeah, the Lakers probably had the best off-season in terms of signing. I think Gabe's a really good pickup. Austin Reeves a really good pickup. The key to you guys um, winning is just keeping everyone on the floor healthy, and it's those big two. If you can't keep those big two on the floor, forget it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've had a t- we've actually talked about the Jalen Brown massive extension, the five-year, three hundred three million dollar deal, which is just yeah. Anyway, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I fucking don't want to talk about it. Eh? Um, everyone has their own opinion. That's mine. Yeah. So that's that segment in terms of looking at the off-season moves in the summer. We'll move on now. We'll have a quick rundown of a few overs and unders that we like. So this is just a futures. And just a quick message, please gamble responsibly. Do you want to touch on maybe the three teams that you like for... Yeah, for this season. Actually, I'll, I'll go first because I've, I've got them fresh. They're on my mind. Whack them in, dude. Um, I'll start off with the Wizards going. The line that they were given for wins over and under was uh, 24.5. I'm going the unders. I think it's going to be a full tank year for the Wizards this year. Yep. Jordan Poole and Kuzma. You tell me they're winning over 24 and a half games this year? Yeah, dude, no. 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 Nah. So I think it's a full rebuild. Yeah, that's where they're at. I'll leave it at that. I won't shit on them too much. The surprise packet that I talked about was the Pacers. I've got them finishing in the top eight. So if that's the case, you pretty much got to be over 0.500 yeah. um, percentage wins for the year. So that being the case, 82 games, their line's at 37.5. Yeah. What, do your maths. Yeah, yeah I, over. I've got them winning about 44 games, in my opinion. I think I'll just be over the 0.500 mark. I, I think their home record last year was all right, too. I think they go all right at home. Yeah. So, dude, Halliburton, he's going to... Who knows who he's that signed the dude. bag, baby. Yeah. He got that five years. Same as LaMelo, which they're pretty much the same contract, hand in hand. Same as Ant-Man. 
between the three of them, I pick Halliburton hands down without uh, even thinking about it. Yeah, I think his trajectory is, um, yeah. I think with him being locked in, like Turner being there long term, yeah, I I think they're going to have a really good year. So I think that's a that's one. And I actually went Lakers over forty seven point five, which I was umming and iron for a very long time. It's in the hands of the gods of the glass man, not just rebounds. His knees being glass, AD managing to <laughs> managing to stay on the court along with LeBron. I think they cover forty seven point five quite easily. I see him being a top four team heading in, in into the playoffs. Yep. So that's my three. Um, you put those three together, I think you get about seven dollars. Uh, so yeah, please again gamble responsibly. But yeah, I think that's just a bit of jam. Um, I um I I'll back you up there, man. I obviously being a Lakers supporter, I went Lakers the overs. I also went. GSW the overs purely for the fact that I think they'll be disappointed with the year that they had I think adding CP3 in yeah longevity wise minutes wise for for Curry um, I think that's going to help them for their season I think they'll have a tip top season and I actually went I actually went Celtics unders just as a little fuck you, fuck you pigeon haze. <laughs> what was um what was their line? I I did look at it from memory and I think it was a high forties or low fifties. Where were we was at? it mid fifties? I looked at it and I just yeah fifty four. Yeah, yeah, I really just want to see the whole Chris Tapps thing go yeah. to plan, and I don't like it. See, if the Lakers was at that, I'd leave it alone as well, just simply due to injury and rest, which, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, interesting one. Let's see how Pazingas goes. Hopefully he can do something. 100%. All right, we're just going to have a quick sports news that matters. Yeah, so we're here in Newcastle, and as we're recording, we've just watched the Knights pull down the Canberra Raiders' pants in Canberra. Apologies if you're not a uh, NRL fan. We're just going to have a quick little talk about of it. Because 28-6, what a win on the road for the boys, hey, Pidge? Yeah, dude. Backed up that performance last week against the Storm. But, yeah, I thought it was going to be a tight one, to be honest. I thought it could have gone either way. But, yeah, Knights come out of the blocks pretty fast. And they just hung on to a strong lead. So, yeah, they're on the way up. They've got a great run home to the finals. So, yeah, let's yeah. fingers crossed, dude. But the town's buzzing. Like, there was 20,000 over there last Saturday at McDonald Jones. So if, yeah, the more that the Knights win, the more the, the feeling around the town's good, you know what I mean? So Sorry, Pidge, I'm just going to pull you up there. And the AFL fans out there that are also NBA fans will get an absolute giggle out of you saying the town's buzzing with 20,000 in it when you've, <laughs> when you've got blokes in Melbourne going to the MCG every week packing out 80,000. <laughs> But I know what you mean in terms of crowds. It's yeah, it's a good healthy town in the Steel City. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah. Ever yeah. since Ponga said, "Yeah, I'm just going to concentrate on the Knights and not worry about State of Origin," it's been ever since then that they've yeah they've managed to to go well, on this. Well, run. it just shows something to the club and to the fans that he's prioritising them. So yeah, and you can see he's locked in. Like, and he had a cracker of a game again today. Yeah, so. he played played unreal. Yeah. All right, we'll have a quick look at the Matildas as well. I don't know if you've seen them the other I night. I saw that, dude. Lost to Nigeria. Did you watch? I, that chick from Nigeria got belted in the ribs by one of our players yeah. from the kick. She was trying to kick the ball away from the goal, and, yeah, it rocked her. 
Yeah, I, I, I didn't watch a great deal of it. Um, I did check in. I, I think I watched a little bit of the first half and then fell asleep. Yeah. Um, yeah, nothing against the girls playing. I, th- I think it's great what they're doing. Just quickly, just on sport in general at the moment, like we've we've obviously got the World Cup on, but this weekend, dude, like obviously we've got the NRL, the Ashes is on. We've got Bledisloe Cup tonight, UFC 291 tomorrow, which is a stacked card. Bro. So, again, gamble responsibly, but it is a cracking weekend to have a punt. Yeah. So... Um, Gotta love sport. Oh, it's so good. Hopefully the um, the Wallabies can do something tonight. Hopefully we don't get blown off the park. It could either be keep it within fifty nil, or yeah, if we can keep it within twenty, that's a win in in my opinion. So yeah, let's see. Very good, Sean. All right, what we're gonna do next? We're gonna move on to the listener questions, which uh, we do have a few lined up. Apologies if we already have touched on it. I don't think we have. Let's go in order here. I, you might need to edit another part out because I need to go and piss in a second. I think I might get one more beer too, yeah. Do you want to hit a little pause? Um, I'm back. I may or may not have pissed on the seat, but I <laughs> did clean it up. <laughs> well, look, worst comes to worst, you just do my old trick. Oh, Lewis. <laughs> yeah, it's good having a little one, man. You can just yeah. push the blame, hey? Yeah. 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 A lot. Um, all right, so on to the uh, listener questions. We've got our good old pal, my good old pal, your good old brother, the Don's file on tour, as he's known on Instagram. What will LeBron average this year? Ooh. And I think he means, let's just go points, rebounds, assists. 26 and 6. Yeah, I think yeah. you're pretty close. I, mean, I think he's going to drop off a bit points-wise, only because Darvin Ham will give the green light to Austin Reeves shooting a little bit more. You've got Gabe Vincent there as well. Yeah. That shoots yeah. a fair few threes. I'm going to go... 24. Yeah. 24, 7, and 6. I think he's going to hand over the reins a little bit to AD. I think D. Russ is going to have the ball in his hands a lot more. So, yeah, I I hope so, dude. I hope it's more looking at 24. But I think the less points he's actually scoring, the better the Lakers are going to go because he can focus more on defense. 100%. Um, So let's see, yeah. All right. I've got the next one from Gilbo Graham who's a, one of the boys I work with. Do you think the Celtics will blow it up after two games? Hashtag <laughs> Bulls baby. Hashtag take it by the horns. Hashtag boys at squat. <laughs> so I think Gilbo has had too many uh, too many beers last night. He's probably 12 beers deep and he's thrown it in. I get where he's coming from because he, he had actually, I'll get him to send it in to the podcast, but off a $5 multi, he needed the Lakers to win the chip for 18K. No way. Yeah, bro. He had the Kansas City Chiefs to win the Super Bowl into Argentina to win the World Cup last year. Might have been one other leg, or it could have just been when the Lakers were mid-season paying like 50s and he's put them in to win. And did he get a cash-out value? Yeah, it was about it was up to about three grand. Yeah, right. And nah, he, I, he just couldn't take it. Which you're I, right or die. You're right, you're right those, or die. Yeah. The worst yeah. thing about yeah, gambling is the cash-out option. Gilbo, mate. I get it. You're salty because your bulls fucking suck at the moment and you turn coated to support the Lakers, apparently. He now rocks an AD jersey. But um, <laughs> look, I'd, what you're probably asking is do I rate um, the Jalen Brown extension and the pickup of Chris Tapp's Porzingis? I don't. Do the Celtics blow it up after two games? Definitely not. Do they blow it up after two years? 
Well, if there's no chip, yeah, they do. So wait, was his question about the Bulls or about the Celtics? About the Celtics. Do oh, the Celtics? Right. Do you think the Celtics will blow it up after two games? Yeah, right. No, so, definitely yeah. not. All right, the next one's anonymous. After Jokic was robbed, getting three MVPs in a row, do you have him winning MVP this year? Wait, who even won the MVP? Joel. M- oh, MVP. MVP'd. <laughs> I peed on the seat, dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, surely. I think he can do it. So they're the first three. And then we've got another one from our good old pal, Alfredo. Ah, As you know. Braden Green. Braden Green. Hello, it's, Braden. It's probably the best question he has a lot. He wants to know what we think about the rule changes in terms of the coaches' challenge. So it's like the NRL now, if they win the coaches' challenge, they get to keep their challenge, but it's only right. for one more challenge. So that firstly, and then second, the new flopping rule. So you can potentially get two challenges if your first one is successful correct but after that second one then it's gone that's it correct right yeah i like it 100 yeah. percent. well yeah. i think it i don't know it doesn't re- alleviate pressure from the ref but it yeah it, it puts a bit of comfort back in the coach's hands where they can over if they want to one if because that was the worry about the end of the game there were some blatant calls that needed to be overturned hey i know one and that was jason tatum in the last second against the lakers when he fouled lebron and oh, if, old- imagine if the challenge was was available then then yeah that's another win for the lakers and another fuck you to the celtics so uh, good old Pat Bev going to grab the camera off uh, the ref, I think it was. Yeah. Did you right. see that? No, I missed that. Well, no, so he grabbed off the cameraman and took it over to the ref to show him the foul. Oh, It was right. fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck, I um, forgot Pat Bev was even on the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he's in Philly now. He went, yeah. ended up at the Bulls last year, traded mid-season. Yeah, he's in Philly now. Yeah, that's that. I also agree. I reckon um, the coach's challenge, get, get another crack at it, is good in case there is a blatant blatant call early on in the game that needs, should be overturned, which can be a pivotal part. If you're down, say, 15, even if it is on, um, yeah. yeah, and if you get that call, turn around, and you get two quick backups. And I feel like they'll be very tactical with when they use it and don't use it, you know what I mean? And, like, all the sideline coaches now, they've got so much access to their media with their, like, iPads and things like that. So they're assessing and reassessing the second-by-second plays. So they'll be able to give the coach the heads up, right, this is, like, needed to be assessed, you know what I mean? Yeah. This needs to be reviewed, so. 100%. And the second part of that question was the new flopping rule. I think it's going to be very controversial. The leaders of the flops is the Lakers man himself, LeBron James. (laughs) First place, Silver goes to Marcus Smart. And third, there's a bunch of them lining up. Yeah, what about Harden, mate? Surely he's got gold, yeah. The old head throwback. Um, (laughs) I think it's going to be controversial and I think it's going to take more than one season to work this out. I think it is the right call because the flop, it's, yeah, it's very frustrating to watch. Just play the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get, yeah. get that shit out of it. Yeah. So we do have one more question here, Shauno. Last but not least. I can't even try. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And we do have one last question here, Shauno. It is from the notorious Miklich. Oh, bullshit. Yeah. And he, want, know. And he wants. Dude, did he send that today? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I was on the phone to him this morning. Yeah, right. Okay. Hey, Hello, what? Russian. How you going, brother? <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what that means, but shout out to the Russian. Um, how many multis has Sean won in his punters club? Ooh, in the punters club, I'm going to say zero. 
So and I bet he shows you his multis that he does win. Yeah, of course I do. I've got <laughs> I've got a little folder in my photos that's punting wins. There's only six photos over five years. So this must be a Lakers thing because Beardy, who will also be one of the co-hosts, cannot hit a single multi for the punters club, but loves sharing his uh, slips. Won't give the tips, but he loves sharing the slips of a good, successful multi or a good horse win. Dude, my, my personal account's doing all right, but yeah, my sports bet group with mates, yeah, not not, not so, so much. good. Draining yeah. the account, lots of donations. Lots of donations, yeah. dude, yeah. All right, Shauno, um, we'll just end it. No, actually, we won't end it there. We'll talk about irrelevant news. You got any irrelevant news? Any um, Anything spicy in the world, whether it's love, love life tips or whether it's, yeah, just any tips at all? Love life tips would be probably to marry a man instead of a woman. Um, but <laughs> Please explain. I- irrelevant news would be, I don't know, I listened to this podcast a while ago, Matthew Walker, he's a sleep scientist. Dolphins actually, when they sleep, they actually sleep, they don't fully fall asleep, so they keep half their brain awake. So for like threat detection and things like that. So yeah, I don't know. Is that irrelevant news? It's That's- super random, but dude, if you can get on Joe Rogan and listen to the Matthew Walker podcast, yeah, he's a sleep scientist. Some of the things that he says blows your mind and it actually makes you aware of how important it is and it's so yeah the impact that it can have on mental health if you're not doing it properly even things like eating the times that you eat can impact your sleep if you're eating just before bed you're going to have interrupted sleep but yeah the dolphin one um he he expanded more on it than just yeah it sleeps with it half the brain or whatever but um yeah it's cool give it a listen yeah so this is just for uh the listeners that you know they need a news headline it's the story that they didn't know they needed. People do need to know that. Yeah. Um, I actually have heard of something similar with sharks that they half their brain sleeps while the other half works. Yeah. Vice versa. Yeah. But I'm going to um, take it over to England and it's not sport related. It's not the ashes like you probably thought of. My partner's sister's partner and they're currently living in England over in Leeds. And, you know, he wants to look after himself, wants to look after the reed, keep it in half decent condition. And so why not take take up swimming, he thought. And, um, yeah, so the 50-metre pool in, in Leeds is not a 50-metre pool. They've split it into threes. Right. He's like, right. So I, I jump in, underwater, one, two, three, breathe, one, two, three, turn. There's the fucking wall. But it's that short. It's yeah, well, seventeen about seventeen meters because they've split it into three. Yeah, right. Because the poms can't swim. <laughs> so he's like, "Fuck, right, I'll, I'll I'll deal with it, whatever." And they're like, "Yeah, but you got to be assessed first. It's a wig out, dude. But they're surrounded like just as Australia is. They're surrounded by a lot of water too. You'd think it'd be pretty necessary. Yeah, but right? they don't go to the beach like we do. Yeah, because well, it's cold and yeah, shit. they don't have the yeah. That's true. That's a wig out. But they're good, like. Olympics, World Championships, they've got... There's definitely swimmers from England, right? Like they're all right, aren't they? You're thinking of the, you're thinking of the Yanks. No, I'm not thinking. <laughs> no, I'm not <laughs> I'm thinking. Not thinking. <laughs> these, beers are start, problem. <laughs> these beers are starting to talk. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen. So on that note, we're going to wrap it up. So yeah, thank you for joining us and uh, we'll see you again next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. See you guys. Cheerio!